Hello, wrestling fans. It's Quint Charisma. Hey, that's me. Today I'm with Jeremiah Plunkett. Hello again, everybody. Jeremiah Plunkett and Quentin Carrizza, and by golly, we are smack dab along ringside, and we are ready to go with another big week of the Territorial Wrestling Review Podcast. And Quentin, we've got some big news and big happenings on this podcast. Yes, we do, and I'm happy to dog with two Peters, just like Lance Russell. Yes, yes, it's back. <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> You're happier than a hog with two Peters. A dog. Eh, whatever. Same thing. Anybody be happy. (laughs) A hog might not be able to reach. A dog can. (laughs) Okay. You always need a spare. (laughs) All right. uh, Where were we? (laughs) (laughs) We just started the show. Oh, that's right. So this is the uh, CWA Memphis TV show from... October 24th, 1987, Evansville, Indiana feed. So that means it was taped in Memphis, Tennessee on October 17th, 1987. This is show number 43 for us. And this show was not a complete show. We had how many, 30-something minutes of it? Yeah, just over 30 minutes. So we are missing uh, roughly, I don't know, 22 minutes. Yeah, so, and I've looked everywhere. I can never find another, so... Um, this is the only, uh, tape of it out there, I guess. I'm sure there's more, it's, just, it's somebody just sitting on it somewhere, probably. Anyway. That's what happens when you cover a territory that not only did they not save their tape library, um, but there, no one has real legal ownership to any past tapes. Exactly. Because I think, what, ten people saw they own, own them, on the, on the rights? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just about. Yeah. Yeah, because isn't like... Uh, and, and only one has made money off of them, and that was Corey Macklin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, Lawler made some money off of them. Don't, don't say he hadn't made no money off of them. Oh, he has. Well, I'm saying reselling the tapes and stuff like that. Mm, Lawler was selling stuff for a long time on his website. The best of Lawler, and all those Lawler DVDs and stuff. That one, that, that's true. Yeah, people have made money off of them. I guess Corey's done the only major sale. Made about twenty grand off high spots. Yeah. Well, and, his, and I, well, I guess you could say Lawler was just his stuff. So, actual overall promotion, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's made. Yeah, he's made the most off from it. Um. So we get the record show opening, and they go straight to a video of the World Tag Team, the AWA World Tag Team title match, or Jerry Lawler and Bill and challenging the champions, Doug Summers and Soldat Usinoff. And then I was in a video, uh, I thought it was going to be video clips, but it's actually a video with a song. So we actually get a, so um, they're, they're going back into this, they like to show a lot of videos for clips of matches. I'd rather just have the clips, highlights, you know? But we get another one. Uh, like- I, I didn't mind this one so much because they cut the the song out at the end so you could get the cloud re- crowd reaction. Yes. Well, because they, they needed the fit. Because they had to tell the finish on this and the other one they didn't want to tell the finish on. So, for some reason. Um, so, we get the video. It's going. The song is <laughs> The Sweetest Victory by the band Touch. 
Don't know much about the band Touch, but it was from the uh, Rocky Four soundtrack. They like to use a lot of songs from soundtracks, don't they? <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of songs from soundtracks. Um, and they, this is like what is this the, the third song they've used from a Rocky soundtrack that that we've covered? Yeah, this is like this is. I know. Yeah, because they well. It's in, no, it's at least a second. It might be a third, and then they, didn't they use one from over the... They did use one from over the top. Um, what was the Brian Adams song? Wasn't it? it was on a, a soundtrack to something. Uh, crap. I guess I should have looked in my nose, but yeah, it don't matter. But anyway, they use, they've been using a lot of sound, and they've used the Rocky soundtrack more than, than the other ones, it seems like. Um, looks like it was a good back-and-forth match there. I mean, well, they clipped it up, maybe, I don't know how, but, uh, boy, Doug Summers was working his butt off, wasn't he? Well, he had to, because sold-out Usenoff is pretty rough. Well, he's he pretty, really, pretty bad. He was really green. Really, yeah. really, really green, you know. Um, I, if I remember right, uh, the only uh, clips they really showed of him doing any offense were <laughs> really bad body slams <laughs> and a couple bad clubs. <laughs> that one um, by Summers. Summers was working hard. Yeah, he was. But that one body slam, I think he did on Law or a thing. I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's. Can oh, you... I'm sorry. He launched Dundee on a backdrop. Okay, yeah. But yeah, that... he, he, launched, he launched Dundee on a backdrop. But that's or Dundee... Summers did that. Never mind. Was it? I just remember Dundee taking. I just remember taking, he did take a big backdrop for somebody. But uh, I think. Uh, I think he used to slam. I think it was Lawler, and man, he picked him up. He had him all crazy. He had him hooked, crazy looking. I was like, "Ooh, he could drop him very easy on his head." <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He was Summers is definitely. I mean, Summers is a workhorse in most tag matches. Yeah, just because he's gonna be a workhorse anywhere because he was awesome. Um, but yeah, in this tag team, it really stood out. Yeah, he was a very underrated talent. Duck Summers was. Oh, he just looked terrible. Yeah, he had no body, but he could. He's one of those people that never had never had a body, but man could work their butt off, you know. Yeah, he, he was the uh, the cornet version of, of a heel, you know, beer bellied and buggy whipped arms arms and legs. Yeah, it's definitely seventies seventies body. <laughs> um, so the go so the video stops and it goes into the finish. We we'll get to see the uh, Dundee crossbody for the finish. It almost got messed up because. Um, somebody was was on the ground selling, so Dundee had to like run. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly who it was. <laughs> Sold out Houston off. Yeah, it was. It was like it was. He had to kind of go sideways to not step on him and then jump on the ropes. It's with the, the Dundee crossbody. So they get the uh, one, two, three. They roll out. Did you notice they only had one belt? I didn't. Okay, when they. The video cut on, they showed Sodot using off of the belt, and they showed Doug Summers standing there. He had no belt. I said, well, maybe he already took his off. And then, when they rolled out and they raised their hands, they handed the belt to Dundee, held it for a second, and then he handed it to Lawler, and Lawler handed it, and there was only one belt. So I'm saying when Zukov left for New York, the, bag, the belt must have been in his bag. <laughs> so I'm assuming that it got FedExed. Back to to Vern or they FedEx or Vern told FedEx to Memphis because it was there at TV that morning. So 
Yeah, there was only one belt. I, I, I didn't catch on to that. Yeah. But yeah, so we've got new world champions. Yep. And as Lance was saying, the first time in this area that we had a war, we have a world champ. We have world champ. Um. And that's that's actual world champs, and not when Goulas ran and they had their own world tag team champions. But well, you got it. Uh, here's the thing. Back in the day, there wasn't a set world tag team champions. Yeah, not in the NWA. There wasn't for no, sure. There was territory. Mostly, you had it was territories. Your territory had it. You know, it, 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 you had. You know, as, a, as a matter of fact, the only board control belt. Was the world title? Yeah, and that was it. Like uh, I think a lot of people think that the world tags and the world light heavyweight and the world women's fell under, uh, you know, the board, to, and they had one traveling champion on that. And no, mm -hmm. that that's actually never been the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, they finally put the junior belt in the was it mid eighties when they actually when Crockett was. You know, basically, he 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 had it then because he had because um, it was it was that one of them, it was an old looking belt. Remember, it had like the like that crown thing that stuck up. Oh yeah, no, I absolutely remember. Yeah. I loved it. And uh, uh, but before that, yeah, because most time it was. I mean, they recognized it, but. It was, you know, most times one like Danny Hodge and um, uh, what was the guy's name? Nelson Royal. Nelson Royal, and what was there was another guy from England. What didn't he have it for a while before Thornton? For Butch, uh, I mean not Butch Thornton, uh, Les Thornton, uh, the other guy from oh crap, I think he had a run. Tony Charles. Tony Charles didn't Tony Charles have a run with it for a while? Uh, possibly, yeah. Maybe I can't remember the seventies. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it, it, it they you know it went around too, but it wasn't like it wasn't nothing, you know, like you get what was it ten percent, fifteen percent of the gate and all that, you know, all those uh, guidelines you had to go by. Uh, so yeah, they they talk about them winning the belts and everything, and they're all happy. Um, so then Dave goes with today's card. Did I miss something? No. Okay. I just make sure I, I know Lance was saying stuff. I can't remember what he said. So no, Lance was just putting over how how happy he is that we've yeah. got world champions in, in the Mid South area. Yeah, he was really happy. Um, so Dave go, uh, has today's card. It's uh, Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis tag action, RPMs and tag action, Bobby Jaggers, and then we'll have a. Uh, what's I always can't never say this right time. <laughs> Man tag for the uh, expiration of, of time match. Yeah. On one side, we got Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, Don Bass, and King Carl Fergie taking on Tracy Smothers, John Paul, and the Nasty Boys. But, folks, let's uh, go ahead and get this out of here. You won't see those last two matches. <laughs> no, you won't, because, like I said, beginning, whoever recorded this in 87 or when they spliced it over, uh, dumped it over to DVD, they. They didn't do the whole thing, so I don't know what happened. Anyway, so they cut the break and they come back. Lance comes, uh, they come back to break. And there was Lance. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This was horrible. Oh man, 
out the they play Lawler's music. And out, What's the music? I, I kept trying to figure it out. He plays it. At, so they don't play it every week for him. That's why I don't. It's just like some weeks they play it for him, some weeks they don't. I don't know what it is. It's and it's just like an instrumental. It's intermittent. Yeah, it's an instrumental, but I don't because he don't use it. And all the it's time. not royal at all. Like we've all come to know him uh, with the Harley Race song that he uses now. Oh yeah, it's not. No, this is. No. But it sounds, this is nothing that sounds kingly at all. No, no. <laughs> um, so they come out. Oh, gosh. Who in the world? Well, I know. Well, i tell you right now. Dundee wore this this suit back in, in 85. I remember seeing him in 85, 86 wearing it. So I guess Laura had to go get him made one. I don't know. These, who picked out that maroon, poop brown maroon color? Oh, yeah, that's... so uh, let, let, let's let's paint this picture. So, oh. both Lawler and Dundee come out with their with their world titles and, and, and a very happy crowd. Yeah, that's and the biggest pop they've got. Wearing a, a maroon poop. Uh, you described it act, uh, pretty 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 well. Uh, in between a maroon and a poop brown uh, tuxedo <laughs> it, with matching bow ties, but they're noticeably missing something. <laughs> They're not wearing any shirts. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the crap? <laughs> and, and they're not coming out for a match, right? This isn't like, you know, the fads coming out for a match. They're coming out for an interview. Oh, no. That's what makes it even worse. <laughs> they dress this way for an interview. <laughs> And Dundee looks even stupider because he's got his shades on. <laughs> it looks so bad. Oh, man. And only in pro wrestling could someone look at that and go, that's cool. Because <laughs> in every, in any life, okay, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and he goes up for the, you know, the the after after game you know press conference and he's wearing a suit or excuse me a tuxedo but no tuxedo shirt people are going to say he's had too many concussions or he or he been or he was sitting by, by the owner craft for the last hour sipping on his bottle yeah. Cam Newton can't even get get away with wrestling that ridiculous. Did you? I don't. I don't. People. Have you ever said well, what's his name? Was it what's uh, what's his crass first name? Is it Arthur? I be, no, I believe it's Robert. Robert. It's Robert Arthur. or Roger. It's Roger. Okay. Well, it's it's like every time they won a Super Bowl, when they go up and do that speech. He is drunker than Cody Brown. <laughs> Well, they go bring get the trophy afterwards. He's always so drunk. So yeah, that's yeah. I just yeah. You did, Bray would have to been sipping on his bottle to worse. Yeah, that. I was just like, the colors what got me. The no shirt and the color. That is like who. It's like. Okay, I know. Like I said I knew Dundee already had it because I've seen it before. I've seen pictures of him before. Did, did he wear it like an idiot before? I can't remember. I just seen a, a still shot from one of the episodes back in is like eighty five, eighty six, 
is a still shot of him wearing that. Uh, so I don't know if he had a shirt or not. <laughs> but my thing is, though, if he already had that, did Lawler go get one made to match him? <laughs> well, and I know, I know Dundee fancies himself a body guy. So I, it's almost, he always dresses ridiculous. So it's almost more acceptable from him. But Lawler? Well, hey, last week he was warming up. Remember he had the, the Browns jacket with no shirt on? Midlife crisis on their on their gimmicks. <laughs> oh man, I don't know, man. That was just the color was horrible. The whole idea was horrible. It just like of all the things you could wear out there, that was just uh, that was just hideous. But man, that was the biggest pop they've got in a long, long time. And they're eventually joined. Uh with Lance by uh, Eddie Marlin and Randy Hales, even though Randy stands just out of screen. <laughs> like, just far enough to be totally out of screen. And they shake, and uh, um, Eddie Marlin shakes, and I'm like, he hasn't congratulated him yet, and it's, it's been a week. <laughs> you know? Because he was all like, congratulations, guy. You know, I'm like, that's a little overboard, because, what, you hadn't seen him all week or something? <laughs> Oh, maybe. Yeah, it just. <laughs> I just couldn't get over how hideous those. They, I mean. Oh, man. That was bad. Mm. So, yeah, they congratulate them. And they had both of the belts. And they had the. Lawler had his Southern belt. Dundee had his International belt. And. Um, so, start talking. Dundee says that. Um, since they're the World Tag Champions, they won the. Uh, things is that they have to give up their belt so he has to give up his international title and Lawler has to give up his southern belt and did you see Dundee did you see a little dig on Dundee on Lawler oh where what where he he said that uh Jerry's always called this his belt yeah he goes because he gives up his uh, he's gotta get the southern title which he always calls his belt yeah <laughs> well in that and he, he makes the comment you know uh, that'll be a little harder for Lawler to do this than it is for me, but I'm giving away the international title, and he has to give up the Southern. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Because back in the day, folks, there were no double champions. No. Man, I don't want to think. Um, Try to think. When was the last time? When they started doing it? I don't know. It had to be in the 90s when they started doing that, wasn't it? <laughs> The, so I, I know uh, Warrior had to give up the Intercontinental yep. when he won the world. Yep. Um, had did Goldberg nine. give up? Did Goldberg give up the U.S.? I don't I, think he did at first. I don't think so. He eventually did because yeah. he didn't get beat for it. But, I mean, they, 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 you should do it right off the bat once you win the higher title. Yeah. Just because, you, unless you're planning on working twice every night, yeah. one belt doesn't get defended. Not like either one of those titles have been defended in a while. 
the internet has not been defended. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, internet has not been defended in forever. Yeah, <laughs> and we really didn't know who had the southern belt for at least over a month and a half. <laughs> yeah, we just assumed Lawler. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they start. So Dundee uh, talks, and then Lord, uh, talks about their first defense will be against Tetragrero and Doctor Death. They both mention uh, Doctor D. I mean, yeah, Doctor D. So they've been. They both mentioned that that D could mean anything. That they didn't know if it was David Schultz or not. Yeah, I like those little digs. But then when when we see Doctor D later, it's definitely not David Schultz. Uh, they leave and Eddie Marlin talks about uh, moving the match from San Francisco to Memphis. Uh, he didn't say anything. He didn't say anything about what they're going to do with the Southern Belt or the International Belt. He walks off. He didn't say a word about those. Okay, here's my thing. Did um. Uh, it's like they said, Doctor Doctor Day. So, when did it? Did they? Well, well, no, they couldn't. I was like, say, did they like thinking uh, they had talked to Schultz to come in and then him not show up, so they didn't know. What to, but I just realized they had come right out after this, so it wasn't a made. So why did they even call him Doctor D? That was stupid. You know? Yeah, I, I, or, I, I, I or, don't know. Or here's my thing. Or Here's, well, they, they could have called him Dr. D, but not say, well, we don't know if it's David Schultz or not. And my, my thing is, if they're coming out on this, uh, I can see saying it if it was they are going to be on TV next week. They come out right out in the next segment. So why even mention David Schultz? You know? It could be or couldn't be. You know? Well, at the same, at the same time, when you're blatantly ripping off a guy's name. Well, David Schultz won the first Dr. Death. His first Doctor D. No, he wasn't. What, what's that? That yeah, D can stand for everything. It doesn't have to be death. Oh, <laughs> well, he was Doctor. He could Death. be Doctor Dairy Queen. He really likes. He really likes dilly bars. Let's be Doctor DQ. Well, then they just think you're going to cheat. <laughs> could be Doctor Denny's. Him with Spoons the green your grand do what? Moon's over Miami. That's the finish, right? Yeah. <laughs> With the grand slam breakfast. Alright. Oh, whoa, we're way off. <laughs> okay. Uh I said, hey, so Martin leaves music hits and out comes Hector Guerrero and Doctor D. <laughs> and, and uh by music hits, really stereotypical Mexican party music. <laughs> well yeah, well you got the big um uh, Slinging gimmick, <laughs> you might as well have the music to go with it. <laughs> yeah, so so Hector's out and he's got the full deal. He, he's got the sombrero. Uh, he, he's got the big Mexican music maker. He's or sound maker. He's got the bandoleros. Uh, he's got the serape over him. Like the, he's uh, what a stereotypical Mexican person would be in a Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yes. Yep. All he's missing is the big handlebar mustache. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh. Um, and Dr. D is a jacked guy who does nothing but flex the entire time. 
yeah. uh, with a with a black mask and black tights. Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah. He just and they keep getting called the Mexican champions. Yeah, yeah. They keep saying the Mexican champions. Uh, one of those generic things they put on somebody that makes them try to sound important. So basically, what it is. Uh, Hector's not the best talker. He was all over the place. I did like that he said he was a descendant of Pacho Villa. Yeah. And then he realized nobody in Tennessee knows who that is. I know. <laughs> but yeah, he was yeah, he, yeah, he was saying stuff and it was just, he was all over the place. The only thing I really got out of it, he called Lawler a gutter rat. <laughs> and Dundee, he called him Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Not Crocodile, but Crocodile. I rewound it four times to get that. I was like, what is he calling him? Crocodile. It's crocodile. They call him Crocodile Dundee, and he says if he gets any taller, he's gonna use him as a stool. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad promo, but it got really good heat. Oh yes, and yeah, so he, he hated him. Yeah, he was all over the place, but yeah, he he got heat right. But yeah, he's he's not that good. He just trying to. I think he he just wanted to get some heat. Um, so yeah, he was all over the place. So they cut the break. They go to Lance for the Evansville, Indiana show on 10-28-1987 at the Evansville Coliseum. Um, they didn't give us the card, but he gave us the card. <laughs> yeah, he, he gave us pretty, ma- pretty much the entire card. Yeah. It was... It, <laughs> Yeah, it was, yeah, he usually only gets a couple matches, but he basically told us the whole thing, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, we've got the Nasty Boys and Don Bass, King Carl Fergie. We've got, he called them the Rockers, which shocked me. That's what um, they're calling the rock, them. Well, but then later they call them the Midnight Rockers, so they, they've gone back and forth on this show. Yeah, well. um, but it's Midnight Rockers coming in to take on Bad Company. Uh, we've got a Southern Tag Team title match, the Rock and Roll RPMs versus Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis, and we get a little promo from the RPMs. Um, Not much. To solid, it. short. Yeah. But solid. Uh, got a World Tag Team title match, Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee versus Hector Guerrero and Dr. D. And then this is where we, anybody who is watching goes, huh? And then they say, well, and then we'll come come right back to uh, payback between Jerry Lawler and Steve Kern. And I go, wait, what? Yeah. Well, so two things. Is. One, what happened with Steve Kern? Two, Lawler's working twice? Yeah. You know he's getting double pay. He's getting a lot of pay because he's a guy he gets a check for wrestling, a check for ownership. Yeah, so, and you think that's the first week they had the belts? Just think of the gimmicks they were sold. Oh yeah, yeah, all the all the pictures that they took, all the really dumb pictures they probably took. I mean, back then, back then the gimmick tables, the boys didn't set the gimmick tables back then. You had a gimmick, yeah. you had a gimmick table and. It all of had all the had all the pictures on there. Uh, I don't know who did it in Evansville. Um, was on like Guy Coffee did it in Memphis. Him and his wife ran it. Uh, you know, so. But I'm sure that was. I'm sure. 
at least half that gimmick table was Lawler Dundee with the belt pictures. Well, one of the most famous pictures of Bill Dundee that is adorned on the side of his Cadillac is uh, Bill in his jumpsuit in the AWA World Tag Team title. Yeah. It so, guarantee yeah. that picture was taken. Yeah. So, you got to think about it. So, yeah, there's a tense how much I made off of gimmicks that night. Um, you never know, man. They might have actually been the first in the territory to bust out the Polaroids. Because I'll tell you something. That was a big deal, those belts. I remember watching it when it happened. Because we didn't know AWA was on life support. You know? We we still... We, we saw them on... We didn't get to see the, you know, two and three hundred people crowds in Odine, Minnesota. You know, we saw the showboat... 2,000 people packed in there on ESPN. So nobody knew they were on life support. So we thought that was a big time, you know? So them giving the world belts, you know, I mean, so they, you think if they would have did Polaroids, they would have made a killing just off Polaroids because somebody would have got to been there with the belt, you know? Yeah, and not only that, and this this should come from being a bit of a belt when they're, I always thought those AWA tag team titles look pretty nice. Oh, they did. They look better than the, the world title. Well, that world title's had some issues. Well, you know, it was different at the time. I mean, because you know, Hanson destroyed the 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 other one. Um, so and that, and then you had the prisoner belt. That was the the one. That's the one that. Um, Oh, that's the one that was made by prisoners. Yeah, the, I thought the, the the second belt was made by prisoners. No, that thing was thick and heavy, dude. No, there's no way that was made by prisoners. I'm not even sure the platter was made by prisoners. The turkey platter, they call it. <laughs> that's an app name for it. That's what they call it. That's the nickname for it. Is the turkey platter? But I love that belt. I I, don't know, I, I like big. Gaudy belts for some reason. Yeah, I was about to say, let's talk about your taste in belts real quick. Hey, I know I'm the only one that likes Big Greeny, you know? Not even Big Greeny. That's not even the one. I, I'll, I'll give you Big Greeny, but the uh, the CWA World Heavyweight Championship. I love that because it's just so bad as a world title. That's why I loved it. <laughs> Folks, you don't understand. I, I get I get Quentin here sending me pictures every now and then of random, just bad belts, and he's like, "I love it." <laughs> yeah, you love that international title and the international tags. You love them. Yes, I love the international tag because they're the old Gulas World Tag belts. And you like them because they work, look like crap. Oh yeah, because everything. <laughs> Gulas was known to have the worst trophy shop belts through the whole thing, you know. And I mean, a lot of people didn't have good belts in the '70s. Some some promotions spent some money and actually got some, you know, um, the molds made and stuff for belts. But most of them were trophy shop. And in Gulas, I mean, like I said, I don't go by a lot of you know people say about Nick putting him down, but I, I do will say he did not go out of his way to spend extra money on belts. Which you can't blame him because back then those belts got they got 
you know, your belts didn't last long because the boys treat them like crap and they get thrown around, end up in some really, <laughs> really, club. that's the word I'm looking forward to be, you know, PG. Uh, and some places that you really want to, you hope you don't, they don't drop the strap to you the next night because you know it didn't get desanitized. So, um, yeah. Uh, brother, that's what happens today. Huh? The NXT had to buy brand new belts because of that. Let's, yeah. uh, yeah. But let's it, remember. Yeah, it, I guess it still happens, but it, I mean, back then, but still, I mean, it wasn't just the, you know, they'd get left and they'd get thrown in the backseat of cars. Trunks of cars, you know, it just, you know, it, 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 you know, when, I didn't say that they didn't take care of them, but, you know, when you're. But they didn't take care of them, let's be real. Well, but you got to think about it too, man. Sometimes you, you're doing, uh, you got to do, you're doing, you know, two TVs. And two two shows in a day, so and maybe you might even have to go to you know do like uh, was like was it uh, um, what Nashville TV, uh, Chattanooga TV, Chattanooga House Show. Then you might even have to go to Birmingham for the midnight TV that night. You know, I mean, you're not you're just throwing stuff and going. You know, yeah. You know, you're in basically you're. You know, wrestling four times, sometimes five times a night, a day, on a Saturday. You know, some of those guys did do that. Would go from Chattanooga house show and go on down and do the midnight Birmingham TV. Which that, I wish I knew more about that because uh, that just amazes me how they had a TV show at midnight. You know, um, I asked Scott Till a little bit about it. He didn't really know a lot about it. Um, he said that people would stay up and watch it and actually would go. Um, so, but I do know with up in a lot of research uh, in the Nashville area, a lot of stuff used to stay open late. Really late. Uh, like restaurants and stores and just everything. They, and I noticed nothing opened up early. I mean, everything opened up like at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the, you know, but everything stayed open. So I think it, you know, nowadays everything comes early and closes early, you know? I think everything's just switched times. But, uh, so I'm, I'm, so the 12 o'clock might not have been as late as you think, you know? And gosh, we're way off topic. Oh my gosh, where are we at? Oh my lord. Uh, we, we were coming back with a uh, backstage interview. Oh yeah, do you know well, they, they moved the, the spot where they were doing it so you couldn't see in the dressing room no more. <laughs> well, well, Billy said it would be okay because, you know, he's in this interview. Yeah. He said, hey, let's move over here. We'll do it this week. We'll do it over here this week. <laughs> I want nobody else getting dressing room time except for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they start talking. Billy basically talks about it's his fault because they lost last week and just saying, you know, you win as a team, lose as a team, and all that. So the music hits, they go out. Uh, so this uh, is our first match of the day. It's Jeff Jarrett, Billy Travis against the Super Destroyer and Keith Roberson. Uh, Jerry Calhoun is your referee for 
all the matches today, I hope, I guess. <laughs> well, at least for the two we got. <laughs> um, Who is the Super Destroyer? I don't know, but he was a big old joker, wasn't he? Yeah, but he wasn't as big as they were saying. They were saying he was like 6'5". Uh, I think he was, because Keith Roberson's tall, dude. Eh, I, I, I don't I know. He, he, he locked up with Billy, and he didn't look. He was like 6'4". Like, Billy Travis was taller than people think. Billy Travis was like 6'1". I, I don't know. I, I, I just didn't see 6'5 when I saw him. They also said 305, and I definitely didn't see that. I say two eighty. Yeah, so wrestling three hundred five. That makes yeah, sense. About two eighty. He was a big old boy. I say AMA yeah. was about six four with crate on, with crate boots. Yeah, and I, I, uh, and I'll say this: like he he was big enough that uh, they bumped for him. Yeah, he was a big old. He was green though. Ooh, he was green. He was really green. And man, soon as and what you know, as soon as he gets in there, I get distracted. What happens? I see it poking up. It's poking up. Boom! There it went. The K&H tag out of the butcher. <laughs> so I got outside. I, I, I was zoned out for the rest of the night. Well, the rest of the time he was in there. Uh, he slammed. Didn't he give uh, Travis a big body slam? Yeah, it, it was legitimately uh, two shove-offs, a uh, body slam. After throwing some of the weakest strikes I've ever seen in my life, yeah, though. He, yeah, you tell he was green. He, he, I think he was so green. He was like, I don't, I don't know how to throw anything without hurting you, you know. So I'm trying to throw something without hurting you, and it looked horrible. <laughs> yeah. So he, 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 after the slam, he tags out Keith Roberson, and it's a, uh, well, that's all she wrote from there. <laughs> <laughs> was like a punch, a back elbow, and then shot him in. Jared hit the drop kick for the one, two, three. <laughs> and I enjoyed on commentary how they said, and that's them winning as a team. I'm like, actually, it's just Jared, Jared batting cleanup. And... <laughs> that's the thing I hate. Their tag team finisher is just finish. Yeah. It's, they just, no. Billy's got to whip them into the ropes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, because Jeff can't do that. Yeah, well, you know, it, it catches the person off guard, so it makes the drop kick more devastating, because they think, oh, Billy's shooting me in, so Billy's going to hit me with something. Oh, there's a drop kick right in the mush. Yeah, the, the daddy said bump drop kick. No! Oh, ouch. You know, Scott Till says that uh, George didn't used to say that. He probably didn't, but it's way funnier to think he did. <laughs> and you know, let, let me impart some Dutch Mantel wisdom on okay, you. Okay, go ahead. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Hey, that that is probably one of the most intelligent things I've ever heard. That is the <laughs> truth. That is. That's good stuff right there. When it comes to wrestling, that is that needs to be the gospel right there. That's Never a, let hey, the truth get in the way of a good story. Hey, that's the key to a good book right there. And Dutch has two. Yep. Yep, he does. I hadn't read either one of them, because well, I don't read books, but anyway. I, I, I was given one as payoff for trans one night. Now I remember he told me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he didn't charge you $25 for it, or whatever it is, $20. He, he offered to autograph it. Hey, thirty dollars. You could put that on eBay's and 
Got your little money. <laughs> Put it on the gimmick table. Oh, yeah, gimmick table. Oh, I did. Oh, did you? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read it first, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Okay. Where were we I hope Dutch doesn't hear this. I'm, 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 you know, I'm a betting man, and I usually lose when I bet, but I think I'm going to win this bet and say, I don't think you got to worry about him listening to this. Yeah, you're probably right. No, I know I'm right on this one. <laughs> I'm not right about much, but this one I know I'm right about. Okay, so where are we at? <laughs> oh, we've just ended the match, and then Eddie Marlin randomly pops in. He's like, yeah. hey guys, I just want to tell you, uh, you know, yeah. I just got off the phone, the Midnight Rockers are going to come in. And yeah, like, Lance is about to stooge it off. Did you know Lance this? already has stooged it off. Well, I mean, yeah, well, he has, hasn't he? <laughs> I mean, he's just stooge it off on the, because see, the people in the studio hadn't seen it, though, hadn't heard it. They don't see the, in, I'm talking about for the studio, you know? But he's yeah, about I understand, it. you're talking about the inserts, but. Yeah, he, <laughs> He's, we were going to be stooged off the TV, but the crowd hadn't been stooged off. But he was about to stooge him off because did you hear? He's like, we got a team coming in we hadn't seen. And oh, here's Eddie. <laughs> it's like Eddie's running out there. So he's about to stooge it off. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, me. And so what do we get to see? The same Midnight Rockers living after midnight video we've seen multiple times. I, I push. And the video plays, and it's the same one they played a hundred times. At least this time they're playing it because they're coming into the territory and not. Just hey, we've got about three minutes to kill. Yeah, they, yes, uh, yes. This time they're actually coming in instead of just filler. Um, but you know what? Actually, though, if I think back, there were a couple of times during the summer. I think they did come in early summer at the Coliseum, worked some Coliseum shows. If I can remember, I think it was I think one or two maybe. I remember seeing some results, so kind of, sort of, maybe. I, I got to quit making excuses for their dumb booking. <laughs> you, you, it's, it's funny. Each week, you're, you're a little different. You go from being extremely harsh on their booking to extremely forgiving on their booking. You <laughs> didn't just try to find a way for it to make sense. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Uh, out comes RPMs. Talk about beating up the Rockers and Jeff Jarrett and Billy Travis. And um, so they go to the match. And they've got a new look. They've got some new gear. They've like had new tights every week, it seems like. Yeah, they're uh, they're expanding their, their gear repertoire. They're I'll always looking good. Well, they I, stopped I, doing the, uh, the one, one boot covered and the bandana wrapped around. Yeah. They've stopped that, which I'm happy about. Yeah. Well, see, um, I know because they had no hi hats this week, but um, <laughs> I well, guess I guess they wore them all last, the whole. We got to see a whole show last week, so they give us a break. Um, here's the thing: as I can remember, there was a lady that made gear in Texas um, uh, around early '90s. I'm making '87. She probably was making gear back then. So, and they just come from Texas, so Dallas. So they might have been getting their gear made. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, they've since they've been on TV, I don't think they wore the same pants, like uh, leggings. Um, 
any at the same time. So I'm thinking they might have got a bunch of gear made down there cheap. Um, I'm wondering if that's a lady that uh, Cornette talks about when he talks about the Midnight's trying to get some new gear. When they were in Dallas? Well, when they were leaving Dallas to go into Atlanta. I bet it was, because the one I'm thinking that was in Dallas. And she ended up, like, not making it or something like that. Or, no, she she took forever, wasn't returning their calls. And then, uh, oh, God, Dennis Condry called her and cussed her out. (laughs) And she sent them terrible gear. I bet it was, because I I remember somebody said that there was a lady that made a lot of gear, made it really cheap, made cheap price gear. I bet it was. I bet it's probably the same person. Because, yeah, they've had, like, new stuff every week. Uh, that's like if you can find a good that's like, it's like some places you know you could find you could there's people that made gear especially at that time when Spadex was getting fairly accessible um, you know you could uh, if you could find somebody that was doing a lot for the boys um, yeah, in the 90s up here you can find nobody early 90s up here making gear uh, there was one lady uh she made all of Reno's gear. Her name was Sandy Bottoms. <laughs> and gosh, she was so high. It's like, I, Reno gave me her number. I called her. And for like a, uh, a butcher in the trunks, it was way over $100. One color. No um, detail, anything. And I was like, you're going to be kidding me. You know? I was like, I know you make Reno stuff, but I don't, I don't make Reno's money. So, you know. I was like, nah. But she was like the only one local was doing it back then. Uh, now every Tom, Dick, and Harry can make stuff. Anyway, uh, so, second match of the day, <laughs> Rock and Roll RPMs against Ed Maddox and Fraser Thompson. Maddox is spelt with the double T's again this week. Two weeks in a row, he got it spelt the same. Uh, Davis and Maddox start. Ed Maddox with an arm drag. I wouldn't. And that was it. <laughs> I know, but I was shocked. I was like, Whoa, I wasn't expecting to see that. And it didn't look bad either. No, no, it was okay. And, um, yeah, then that was it because they started the heat. Um, did you see Davis give Maddox the office on the double back elbow? I didn't. Yeah, he gave him the office. Oh. Tommy Lane didn't give it to him, but he gave it to him uh, when they shot him in. You know what I'm talking about, no, right? I, yeah, no, I get you. I just didn't notice it at yeah. all. I watched it. I saw, at first, I was like, did he just give him the office? And I rewound it, and I was like, oh, there it was. I'll tell you, a lot of people don't know about it. I've been in a match, and a person call it and give me the office to duck. They did not realize they were giving me the office to duck. And I was like, okay. Anyway, yeah, I was, um, and I was like, I wonder if Ed Maddox knew what he was even doing. <laughs> you know? I'm similar to the chop guys. I was like, I don't even know who's off. He came to the office, or he just he just saw him coming at him. He knew he had to bump, you know. <laughs> but um, then they got freezer in there, and they jumped freezer from right the get go, and and I was like, man, freezer didn't get to do. He I don't think he even do a. The other they shot him and gave him a double gut shot. He he didn't take no back bump, so he hit him with a double suplex for the pin. For the one, two, three. Pretty double suplex. Yeah, too. it was. It was nice. Yeah, nice double suplex. 
And I, that makes sense for a finish in 87 because Fraser's a big old guy. A double super, that's a lot of pound, you know, a lot of pounds hitting that canvas. <laughs> so, um, then they cut the break. Get Lance with the Evansville uh, card for um, October 28, 1987. But first, he has some spot shows to plug. Um, I can never say... So I can never understand what he's saying. Han, is it Hansburg? Hansburg? How's he? How's he? Huntingburg. Huntingburg. Okay. Uh, Indiana on uh, November eleventh, nineteen eighty-seven. I mean, November fifth. I'm sorry. And then they're going to Clarksville, Tennessee on November the sixth, nineteen eighty-seven. And then to Fort Knox, Kentucky, on November eighth, nineteen eighty-seven. So doing three spot shows there. So then he goes the card. We've already went over the card. And as soon as he was talking about, went to say the last match, the Lawler car match, the VO cuts off. So there we have no more rest of the show. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. So we missed that. Would you say we missed the eight man and the Bobby Jaggers match, right? Yep. Yeah. So we missed that. We missed the third Evansville card rundown and. Probably a couple of interviews is what we probably missed in studio interviews. Maybe even just one interview. It depends on how long that six man went. Um, a couple of things I realized. I didn't write many notes down because we kind of talked about as we went. On the Evansville card, there was no Big Bubba or no Rocky Johnson. No, or no Goliath or no Prince. Well, there's, well Prince is managing. Because remember, because he's been, he's been managing. I know he's been managing, but usually they at least mention that he'll be there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure he was there. Um. Bubba wasn't on last week's card. Well, Glass been gone. He's gone. He's gone. Um. Bubba wasn't on last week's card. Remember? Because we were talking about because yeah. Bubba wasn't there, Pat and Paul wasn't there. So I'm wondering about. I'm gonna check. Maybe see if Bubba doesn't hit the road. Maybe. Oh, I was doing some research and come across a card. Uh, I want to say it was Franklin, Kentucky. Um, or Russell. No, Russellville, Kentucky. Uh, in September of 87. Guess who was working for Dale Mann? Chris Michaels. 87. I don't know. I was just guessing. <laughs> Downtown Bruno. So he let, and I don't know how long he, that was a one and done, but uh, I know in October, he, remember I told you he ended up in, in Central States in October. Um, so I don't know if it was maybe like a one and done on his way out, maybe. But yeah, he, I, I, I found a card for in September of um, 87 for Russellville for Dale Mound Show, and Downtown Bruno was on there. And he was on the manager. I was like, wow. It's neat stuff you can find, you know. Digging through all these, researching this stuff. I didn't get to go to the, didn't go to the, the archives this past Saturday. I woke up, felt like crap. So I'm going this Saturday. I'm hoping to get most of the stuff done. Because I hate driving down there. It's horrible. Anyway, that's beside the point. i have to get off on another, <laughs> off the thing again. Um, try to think. What did you think about the show? What, what little bit of it was? I mean, what little bit it was was fine, I guess. Um. Lawler and Dundee looked ridiculous. Uh, I'm glad we got them out of the way early, though. 
Uh, I don't know, man. It, it, it's obvious, like, something is missing because 20-something minutes was missing. Um, but, I mean, it was, it was all right. Yeah. It was not, there was nothing that made me think, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. We got about six minutes. Do you want to try to squeeze it in? Sure. Okay. I'm okay. We'll go ahead and finish up then. <laughs> oh, I mean, I don't know. It's just I, a, a thumbs up, I guess. And that's without having the rest of the show. I mean, it's, it's a cool moment. It's a historical show. Yeah, definitely historical. Yeah. Um, I was okay. I said, it, you know, we, we got the historical part. We didn't really, you know, it was, um, I don't know, it, it just seemed maybe, did we miss the, I guess the most of the show was the historical part at the beginning. I didn't really look at the time, see how much time it took to do it, uh, but it seemed like it might have took a lot of the, the um, that and then with Hector coming out there, which was part of it too, so I guess the chunk of the majority of the show was that, so, um, I don't know if if they would if Marlon actually come back out and ever say anything about what they were actually going to do with the uh, Southern Belt and the International Belt, which I'm sure they'll have tournaments for. But uh, for what we saw, it was all right. Good show. Get a thumbs up. Um, yeah, that's about it, I guess. When <laughs> like I said, it was mostly just the it was historical and it had that um, had that to it. Like I said, we don't we didn't get to see the. Um, the eight man, which had a lot of people in it, so there might have been some uh, interview for that with the prince and them. They're always getting getting the TV time. So um, next week, uh, there is no October thirty first show. I just told JP earlier tonight that I looked everywhere today, cannot find it anywhere. So we're going to um, maybe kind of dig around, find some stuff on the internet, some results or something from the TV show, and then just add it to the November 7th show. We'll just review the November 7th show next week, so we'll uh, be skipping a week. So I don't know how in the world, 1987, you do not have a show out there somewhere for to watch because it was syndicated all over the country. Um, can't believe nobody had recorded this, which I think I did, um, but... I don't have none of my old stuff anymore. And I think, I don't know if I ever, if I, at that time, some I wasn't keeping everything because, you know, when you're 15, back then VCR tapes were, was well on the expensive side. So um, I recorded stuff and stuff. I, I know I would have kept them, that this episode, I would have kept it because all or done they won the belts. Uh, but I don't know. Anyway, um, you got anything to add? Nothing bad, no. All right. Uh, do you want to plug your shirts? Uh, actually, this week I don't want to plug my shirts. Um, I, I, I do want to plug something else, though. Um, All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll plug a Pro Wrestling Tees store. Uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Tracy Smothers. Tracy's in the hospital and not doing the greatest. On top of that, I also want to plug uh, the Mid-South Wrestling Association, promoted by Ox Harley, uh, is running a sellout for Smothers, a benefit uh, wrestling event for wrestling legend Tracy Smothers on Saturday, November 21st at 7.30 p.m. at the Crossville, Tennessee National Guard Armory at 144 Sparta Highway. Um, I'm going to be performing, also performing, 
Uh, we'll have Crazy Steve. We'll have Crimson. We'll have a former world champion Jax Dane. Uh, more people are being added to the show every day. Um, close personal friend of ours, Marcus Woodrow III, will be there. Um, so, yeah, we're just the, whole, the entire gate's going to go to Tracy uh, to help him out with his medical bills uh, as he continues to fight against cancer. Yeah, it's a good thing. Go, uh, so when it happens, if anybody's listening, go out and uh, if it's a far drive, still do it. Uh, help Tracy. Yeah, and, out. And if you can't, if you can't do that again, his pro wrestling key store, um, and as well on Amazon, he has uh, a book out uh, that is titled "If You Don't Buy This Book, Everybody Dies." Um, but in any way you can get money to Tracy, there's also a Tracy Smothers uh, GoFundMe going out right now. Um, just trying to get some money because Tracy's have, had to go through a lot of medical bills and he's going to continue to have to continue this fight. Um, so any money we can get in Tracy's hands, let's do that. Yeah, I mean, just, and then just, uh, he's not working anywhere, so he needs just money for just everyday stuff too. I mean, not only the piling medical bills, but just everyday life stuff too, you know. So he, need, he needs all the help he can get because uh, for a guy that it's given – so much to so many and got nothing back, you know. You know, everybody needs to help out a brother that is giving everything. Uh, like I've said before, he's always treated me like somebody, and I was a nobody, never was, and he always treated me like I was somebody. Every time I seen Tracy, he always treated me with respect like I was somebody in the business, and everybody knows I was a nobody. He didn't have to treat me, you know, like that, but he always did. And then from what I he's always treated everybody good, you know. Um, so yeah, if you can help out, help out Tracy Smothers, as he is in a, um, fight for his life right now. Um, you know what? Lance Archer needs to pony up some money, because ain't he ripping Tracy off? Yeah, that, uh, that everybody dies sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, yeah. So Lance Archer, I know you're not listening, but you, Lord knows you, you got more money than talent. You need to give us some of that money and give it to Tracy, since you're ripping him off. So, all right, folks. Well, that's a short edition. It's back to the under-hour edition, so we got about a minute. Um, so that's it. Like JP said, go go show Tracy some love. Go out to the show if you can. If you can't, go throw some teas, get the shirts, help him out the shirts, go get get the book, whatever. Just help Tracy out. Um, and just, you know, love Tracy Smothers, man. So, um, okay, thanks, everybody, for listening. For Jeremiah Plunkett, Quint Charisma, hey, that's me. Thanks for listening, and God bless. Bye-bye, everybody.